Did you know that Can We Be Real's first birthday is coming up in the middle of May? And we wanted to say thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And also, there's a birthday present that you can give to us, and it's absolutely free. You know that follow button on either Apple or Spotify? 63% of the audience who listens to this podcast have not hit that button yet on either of those platforms. And our goal is to get that down to 50% so that we have at least 50% of our audience who have hit follow on either Apple or Spotify. This helps us move up the charts. It helps us to grow, which means we can invest more money in making this podcast even bigger and better in our second year. So if you can help us reach our goal of 50% of the audience, that's another 13% of you who listen right now, hitting that follow button on Apple or Spotify to help us to continue to grow, that would be the best first birthday present ever. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. All right, well, this is a bonus episode of Can We Be Real Today. Michelle is in Bali with her kids having the greatest time of her life. And I am so happy to join you, Michelle, today because... um. Julia gave me some chores to do before my mum comes around this afternoon. Aww. And this is just a great opportunity to get out of some chores. I Listen, the greatest time of my life with my kids in Bali. I mean, those two half sentences don't match up. But um, <laughs> bless you, I am still with my kids in Bali. So it means that I can't have any grown-up fun. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't go out drinking at night time or hanging out or just relaxing. I can't go out and... Last night we went out for dinner to a lovely restaurant around the corner and as soon as we got there, the guy was like, hey, where do you want to sit? Do you want to sit outside? And I was like, of course I do. I always want to sit outside. And my daughter went, oh, it's a bit noisy. Um, oh. That's the end of my I time. saw you put up a post of the kids wanting spaghetti bolognese. I mean, there's amazing food over in Bali. Oh, God. But spag bog on their like second night or third night in. There's spag bog everywhere in Bali, but no, they wanted mine. And like they, they're just all cute like – but we want yours, mum. Yours is the best one. So basically they made me cook them dinner and then, you know, just do dishes 
just like I was at home. And yeah, they're so homesick. They were really miserable, actually, to be honest. On like the second and the third day, they were really kind of moping around the pool. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Your bolognese looks really basic. Like it looks like dolmio. Like it's not even fancy. Like you haven't even cut up carrots Mate. or anything like that or anything extra. It's just literally the sauce and the it's, meat and that's it. It's so basic. But they're like, oh, but we like your bolognese. And the other thing they're doing, and they've sort of eased up late, like today and last night, is they're hassling the people who are house-sitting for us to send them photos and videos of the pets all day, almost hourly. And they'll nominate, they'll name which ones they want photos of. And, you know, we have a number of cats. Let's just leave it at a number of cats. And the people are like, I don't know, which one's that? What colour is it? And what's, okay, well, that's not really narrowing it down. What colour is its nose? What colours are its feet, that one? And so it's torture. They're, just, they're torturing me. They're torturing the house sitters. But, you know, we're getting there. But, but you know, you forget it's like four years since we've been to Bali. I love Bali so much. And last night at dinner, I ordered, um, it was said roast chicken and veggies. And I thought, oh, God, how lovely. Because they won't let me eat at a Balinese shop, these kids. We can't have actual Balinese food. So... I ordered roast chicken and when it came out, it was half a chicken, but it was a real, it was a little, it was like a real chook. It was like, it was like they'd gone out the back and grabbed a chook. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like we're so used to those big, fat, chunky chickens in our supermarket. This was, I could almost, I could almost hear this chook. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, g'day, g'day. I think I, I think I saw you earlier today. I think I heard you earlier today down the street out in front yeah. of that, that money-changing shop. Have you given the kids a bit of Waterbomb Park, the most no dangerous water park in the world? I kind you. of. I mean, it's great. No, I, I've only ever seen – the number of wounded soldiers I've seen return from Waterbomb Park, mate. <laughs> I've seen so many families go off in the morning to Waterbomb Park when we used to stay at those resorts, you know, all the family resorts, and come back in the afternoon in plaster. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to you, Waterbomb Park? It's a great when you're a kid. It's the greatest time because you know if you go to say a theme park in Australia, there's so many fucking rules. Where you go there, oh, they'll let you go down the slide backwards. Oh mate, forget that. The number of people who just slipped over, just walking yeah. to something to go down backwards, they slip over, and that's yeah. it. You know how everything's tiled in Bali. Everything's wet and shiny tiled. And Waterbomb Park and the, and also the Monkey Forest. We're never going there because the number of people I've seen come home after a tetanus shot on the way home. From the monkey park. I go, what happened to you? I tried to feed the monkey a sandwich or didn't even try to. I was just eating my own sandwich. And then that was that. Is the holiday a bit of a waste of time for you? Because it sounds like you're just doing the stuff that you could be doing in Melbourne. Like Kyle Sanderlands is over in the south of France as well at the same time that you're in Bali. I'd be watching, and every I'd be watching day, Jackie try to drive on a freeway. Brilliant. Yeah, and all he's doing is going to Burger King every day for lunch, right? And they, like, he can <laughs> do so that in Michael Sydney. I to go there to, yesterday. They're like, oh, Burger King. I said, no. No. <laughs> no, mate. Do you, like, so what, what are you doing other than, other than like, cooking spag bog and... I am being massaged every day. I am oh, paying great. small amounts of money to have, to have mm. really sweet people touch me nicely every day. Yeah. And that's, look... That's it for me. I mean, that's mm. that's a holiday for me. If I can do that for weeks on end, I'm happy about that. And also the other thing I'm doing is when it's pool time for mummy, I 
float around on a, on a floaty listening to an audio book about Truman Capote. How much do you reckon no. the kids love that? That's one no, way to yeah. get rid of them. Yeah. But Louis thinks he's hot shit because he, um, the other day, he dropped his phone into the pool. He actually dropped his phone into the pool. And I said, Oh, God. Okay, I'm not talking about this. And I walked, turn around, I walked out the gate and up the laneway to the bar. And um, as I was sitting on the bar, I got a text from Dali's phone, his sister's phone, saying, You're not going to believe this. Louis' phone still works. Actually, this is. This is, again, not a paid endorsement, guys, but this is information we all need to know. Louis the only family member who doesn't have an iPhone. He's got a Google Pixel phone. Waterproof. Oh, can you believe? So now he's swanning around in the pool like a Kardashian on his phone <laughs> all day long, just chatting with the with girls back home. Just, eh, hey, yeah, in the pool again. Yeah, eh, hey. Meanwhile, I'm like, don't splash my phone. Don't splash my phone. Technology these days, guys. It's amazing. I mean, it was on the bottom, and he is on it as we speak. I can see him out the window, just Snapchat. Okay, the, the sub, the weird little mini, the, this, the ill-conceived, fucking stupid mini sub, mm. the Titan. Only billionaires, only billionaires would think of this, the Titan mini sub that would take them down to the Titanic. Now... This is where I'm coming from. This is where I'm keeping it real. This is my real perspective. As I said earlier, we were out to dinner last night, actually, and I had not mentioned this to my children because I thought it's too grim. I can't, mm. I've, I've been obsessed with it. I've literally been waking up several times during the night to check my phone to see if they found them, to see what's going on. Have you been into it? Yeah. I mean, as soon as I heard that they were, they, they could hear the banging every 30 minutes and that was their way of communicating with, you know, hey, yes. letting them know, come and save us. I was like, fuck, this is, you know, this, I wanted to know every, yeah, basically every, every six hours I was checking in with what was going on. For sure. And I kept thinking about the little boys they rescued from the cave, thinking miracles happen. This could be okay, and that's that was my perspective. I, I didn't realise until yesterday morning that they didn't actually know exactly where it was even. So yesterday I started getting worried, really worried. Anyway, um, then last night we're waiting at the restaurant for our food to come out, and I glanced over at my daughter because we're all on phones, obviously. I glanced at my daughter's phone, and I saw – she's looking at TikTok. I saw Bill Hader, one of my favourite actors, hilarious, hilarious guy, I saw this image of him dancing and I was like, oh, my God, I love Bill Hader. What is that? And then I realised in the background was an image of the sub and it was someone had made what they thought was a hilarious TikTok video about it. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, Mm. what is that? And she said, I know. She said, there's so many people making jokes about it. And then later that night I was on Reddit. People were making jokes about it there too, but then other people were pushing back going, no, no, no. And that's where I'm at. I'm like, like, what is, like, seriously, to me, this is a one of those moments where it's like, what is wrong with us? I get it. I, I get it's dumb and billionaires are annoying and stupid and spending $300,000 to do this is also wrong. And that's also part of our culture that's like, you know, what? Why would you spend that much money to do something like this? Why go into space? All of that's pathetic, masculine bullshit. But it doesn't make it okay to make fun of it. It's so horrible. And their families are on this hideous countdown to when their oxygen runs out. Like Totally. Now we know in retrospect that was never happening. 
Yeah, that's actually what was playing through my mind. I was like, okay, so if this happened to, you know, one of our family members, um, you would be on the flight, you'd be heading over there to find, you know, to be there to to find out what's going on. Then you would arrive and people would be saying to you, you know, we're we're trying our best. And there'd probably be three days where you're standing there and waiting for you to find out if your family's still alive. And they, those, you'd be up for, you know, every single hour. And then to find out that there was no hope anyway. Would just be which to me, honestly to my mind that is the best news as soon as i heard okay guys we figured out you know we found that this debris site and we've realized that what happened was that it imploded there was a catastrophic implosion and this one old general navy general said okay they would have had no idea it would have been literally a millisecond and that's it. They would have been dead and they would have had no idea. They wouldn't have suffered. They wouldn't have been afraid. I was like, thank all yeah. the gods. Yeah, that's a much better option for, for them, I guess. But the thing and is... for their family, yeah. surely. But, I mean, to, can you imagine if it wasn't that way, where if it was oh. the, you know, they, they were actually knocking every 30 minutes. Well, that's uh, all I've been imagining know. for days is, oh, my God, you know. What are you saying this- when you're not, you know, when you're not knocking? What When you're sitting there for the 30-minute <sighs> mark, what are you talking about? All the hideous details that would come out from people who've been on that ship saying, oh, and there's only room for one person to stretch their legs out at a time. Uh, and you're just like, oh, this is a nightmare. This is like. Mm. And then for people to go, oh, I'm going to, I think of something funny about this. Yeah. It's making me physically sick just to think about it. I'm thinking of something funny about this. I'm going to make a funny video. I'm going to put it online. It's just like so broken. This is, I don't get it. And mm. like we've all lived through horrible things in our lives and we've all lived through losing family members to horrible things or, you know, we've all, we all know to some extent that weight was like to somehow we can surely we can all engage with it on some level. And so to choose to ignore it and try and get clout online clout as Louis, I remember when Louis first taught me that term years ago, it's just, to me, that's like, what, what humans are we raising? I don't get it. And, and what kind of clout is that? Like, is it real? What, what is that clout? That's not clout. I'll never forget a couple of years ago, this um, young person went missing it, where I live in Altona is a beach and some people go um, diving for abalone and stuff, which is illegal, by the way, but, you know, it happens. Or they go looking for um, oh, all sorts of shellfish and stuff off the pier and uh, this young woman just didn't surface. And uh, I'll never forget for about, it took them about three days to find her and the police boats were out there, not very, very close to the shore and, her parents and her brothers were out on out there on the rocks every day, all day, just waiting for the police to divers to find her body. Mm. And it was like the whole community kind of would spend time out there on the sort of on the street there, just sort of in solidarity with them. And we'd be asking the police if there was anything we could, can we bring them some food? Can we bring them some tea or anything? And they'd say, no, thank you. It's okay. We're doing all of that. And, just seeing a mother and father out there looking out to sea, just knowing that their child is out there somewhere. And it turned out she got stuck somehow on a, on a reef. She got tangled, her diving gear got tangled on a reef. 
you know, it's just like you never forget that. I saw a journalist mention that like, I think they'd done a similar trip or they'd been down before and they basically make it extremely yeah. clear to the the people when they're getting in this to go and do this. You know, this is not a tourist thing. This is this is like a, an adventure. You know, this is kind of like going skydiving. The amount of risk that is in this, it's huge. And they have like you could die – 10 different ways you could die on the boat going out you could die getting into the into the sub obviously you can die underwater mm. and they they make it extremely clear to the people when they're getting on hey these are you know this is extremely high risk i'm a comedian like certainly i've i've tried to make points using humor and i think there will be people who will who will find humor find ways to make points about this using humor that won't be as just as harsh and as thoughtless and as cruel. It's 24 hours since this news has come out that, um, you know, these guys are, yeah. are no longer with us. What, what's the worst uh, joke that you've seen so far? I, I can't even think of that. Just the... Um, there was one um, that, you know, those outside of uh, petrol station, how they've got those gas, the gas tanks where they, you can go and fill up your barbecue tanks. Yeah. And it had one of those that look, it actually looks exactly like the sub. And then it yeah. was a photo of one of those. And it was like, who wants to take a trip down to the bottom of the ocean or something like that? Or Well, I think that one is almost like, I can live with that. Cause that's almost, that's kind of like about the, just the shittiness of the craft that I think we're all thinking like, what the fuck mm. are you thinking? Mm. That's the, the frustration of it. And so many people coming forward going, do you know how shitty this craft was? You know, like even people who've been on it, there was, a, I think it might be the same journalist. There was another, or there was a journalist I read about who went down on it once and then they wanted him to go down on it again to film or something. And he said, no, no. He said he had no idea until he was on it how fragile it was. Mm. You know, I think there's a lot of that. There's a lot of frustration, uh, you know. Well, um, What's his name? James Cameron. James Cameron, absolutely, who made the movie Titanic. And he was like among the first people to actually go down um, and see the wreckage. Yeah, saying, guys, this was never meant to be for tourism. Like this is incredibly dangerous. It's one of those. It's one of those awful situations where people have been saying for years, this is too dangerous. This is going to end horribly. This is awful. And now then today I read that the 19-year-old guy who was on there with his dad didn't want to go. He did it for his dad for Father's Day. I'd be interested to know how many women have ever done it, by the way, because it's a very masculine pursuit. I think a lot of men did it to say they had. I think a lot of men would do it and think, okay, I'm going to shit myself on this thing for about however many hours it takes, 16 hours or something, so that I can say I did it. So it's almost like an Everest in a way of like I've, I've climbed Everest, but I've gone totally. to the bottom. Like I've gone to the bottom of the ocean. I've seen the Titanic. Now all those businessmen climb Everest in inverted commas because they can get – a chopper drops them off so close to the top now. They don't actually have to climb it from the bottom. So there's this whole economy of people who can do these adventurous things and they're not as hard anymore as they used to be. However, getting to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean is still hard, obviously. There's no easy way to do it. Do you think they're going to stop this trip now completely? Sure. Like, we'll, yeah, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of questions asked about I, I think we're going to find out a lot of like probably illegalities about how it was done i think they're going to this is going to expose a lot of the way that rich people can get around stuff can get around you know safety stuff legal stuff um 
and look, there's part of me that sort of thinks, well, if that's what they want to do, let them. Mm. But then at the same time, I look at this young man, this 19-year-old young man who I feel like didn't want to but got dragged into his dad's bullshit and he's dead. I don't know. It's a really, it's a weird, it's a weird lifestyle, isn't it? You know, theme parks can have major tragedy. Yes. Um, and then keep operating. So why wouldn't theme parks be shut down? You, you hear of it all the time. It's happened here in Australia. It's happened over in the US where well, fined, children right? die. They're fined heavily. They're fined. Theoretically, you would hope that the fine is like enough that the fine suits the incident, the fine impacts them to the extent that they take safety much more seriously and they make very serious changes in order to keep their business going. I don't know how much you fine billionaires. I don't know who actually owns this weird company that was taking this ship down to the the bottom of the Atlantic. It's it's really, it's a weird situation, but I think it, again, it just, it, it does expose the weird world of, of billionaires who, for the amount of money they spent to get to the bottom and have it all crowd around a small window and look out at the Titanic, could have, you know, saved a species of animal from extinction, could have fed a small nation, could have enabled people to have access to a medication that, you know, that totally they, that they can't and afford. Yeah. And, and that was the other thing when I when I saw the footage of how you get to see the Titanic. There is mm. no no matter how rich I got in my life, there is no way that I would ever pay that kind of money to be at a little round window no. looking through some water at some wreckage. Like I, I don't understand how that would even be appealing. So you could say you had. It's that's just, it. it. That's got to be it. Fucking it's just hell. that. It's like it's surely it's just like oh hey Gary yeah I just got back from the Titanic yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, surely it's just that. Why else? Yeah, if what's you know? bragging? Fuck. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. You can't get a good yeah, selfie. Yeah, it's pretty dangerous. Yeah, it could have imploded. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Mm. Especially now. Especially now, it's like all those other dudes going, oh, yeah, I went on that. Yeah, yeah, I went on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose it could have imploded. Yeah, just lucky, I guess. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Do you know? That's what I mean. It's such a masculine yeah. thing. I'm actually going to Google it. I might do it right now. But next time we chat, I'll have Googled it to find out how many women have ever... No, no. Get, tell, me, tell me what to Google. Tell me what to Google. I'll Google it right how now. Many, I wonder how many women have been... Have how been many? To the bottom, how many women have been women on the Titan, have, have traveled to the Have been the on rep. the Titan. Fewer than 250 people have visited the site of the Titanic shipwreck since 1985. Yeah. yeah. Uh, doesn't say men or women. I think there'd be a list, but then again, I suppose they're so rich. There's probably there'd be a privacy thing too. Some people wouldn't want you to know that they'd been there. Well, actually, hang on. This uh, this is seven hours ago that this article was written. Mm. Would you be shitting yourself now? I wonder if you had been on it. You know, sometimes you like I was in Beirut less than twelve months before that huge explosion. Do you remember that that big? A warehouse on the docks exploded, chemical explosion. It was yeah. massive, wiped out a lot of the city. And the hotel I was staying in was wiped out, completely leveled. So I think maybe that's the closest, that's the, the sort of only encounter I've had in a place that like, oh, wow, if I'd been there, if that had happened that mm-hmm. day, yep. you know, if you had spent your 300 going down in that Titan, if you'd right now be thinking, Christ almighty, 
yeah. that could have been me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, because they were saying like that hull was so fragile and the pressure is so intense that a scratch on the hull could have turned into a crack the next time it went down. But listen, don't take my word for it because can you imagine the documentaries and the shows? I know that was it. Is it ITV or BBC? One of them was putting together a documentary already yesterday. Like there wasn't even an outcome yet. They were just pulling mm. together whatever file footage, whatever YouTube, whatever they could find, and they were putting together mm. a, a documentary already. Well, so, because they know this is going to be ratings, you know, a, oh, an absolute ratings juggernaut next week when they run that. I just can't get enough information about it. Not, not in a ghoulish way, I don't think, but it just, you know, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe people would go down. What about when? What about the moment when you found out that they, like, drove it with a handheld game, like? You know, that handheld weird thing they drive it with. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. And what about the toilet? Did you see the toilet? Well, no, I didn't see the toilet. But when I saw the the, the, like the matting on the floor and it was just the flat floor oh uh, with their legs out, when I saw that, I was like, far out. Mate, the toilet is actually in front of the window. So, I mean, awesome if you're down there by yourself. <laughs> but, mm. <laughs> but if you're not, the toilet is opposite the one G'day, window. guys. Yeah. And the only thing separating it from everyone else is a thin curtain. <laughs> so when you're literally shitting yourself, it's not the best scenario. And plus everyone's like, no. oh, look out. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry, Gary, I'm still shitting myself. Like, a moment. <laughs> curtain stays, mate. <laughs> and they're like, but we're just at the chandelier in the ballroom. Kev, still shitting myself. You're going to have to wait. I'm freaking out a bit. Curtain, thin curtain, three hundred thousand dollars, mate. Only men, only men. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't they put well, the dummy we... at the back? That's my first question. As a woman, <laughs> they go, "It's three hundred. I go, oh. "Well, hang on, give us a look at it." And I go through and I have a look. I go, "I'm sitting on the floor, All right? Well, where's as as Kath would say on Kath and Kim? Where's your toot? That'd be my next question. I'm all right. Well, where's the toot? And they show, and I go. Fuck! Is the toot not at that back bit? <laughs> and they go, oh, I don't know. We just thought, oh, I'll go. Well, no, no, I'm not paying three hundred for that. No, it's not even an exhaust fan. You're fucking kidding yourself, Gary. No, <laughs> no, I'll go on a yacht somewhere else while you're on this. Fuck that. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Louis got me a beauty, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's, he's convinced, or well, he's not convinced me, but he just sort of funnily got me calling Starbucks Starbies. Starbies. Have you heard that? I've never heard it. Now, I thought Louis wasn't a fan of you abbreviating everything, but now obviously well, over in Bali, he exactly. likes it. Oh. Well, does he? Because he loves Starbucks, right? And um, they were saying to me, oh, he was like, oh, can we go to Starbucks? Can we go to Starbies? And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 because they were nagging, you know, don't want to go somewhere, go somewhere, do something. And um, But it's always somewhere shit. And um, so... In the end, I started saying, oh, all right, well, listen, we'll go to Starbies this afternoon. We'll go to Starbies later. And then I caught one of them. I think Dali said, oh, she's calling it Starbies. And I heard and I saw them have a little snigger. And I thought they were thinking it was cute that I'd caught on to the cool way of saying it. And then, and then they kept sniggering all afternoon about me saying Starbies, right? And then eventually I said, well... What's, am I, aren't I meant to say Starbies or is it like, don't, don't you want me to say Starbies? And then Louis said, oh, it's just that we were just joking about calling it Starbies because <laughs> Starbies is what pick-me girls call it. What, what are pick-me girls? Well, they're girls who are just like, oh, pick-me, pick-me. Oh, oh, yeah, like love-me's. Like, yeah, okay, well, yeah, right. They've kind of inadvertently tricked me into sounding like a pick-me girl, even though they didn't mean to. They, I didn't realise they were joking when they were going, oh, let's go to Starbies, let's go to Starbies, let's go to Starbies. I thought, oh, okay, that must be what you call it. So I was like, okay, well, we'll go to Starbies, we'll go to Starbies. And they're like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, woman. And I think it was when we got there that they were like, oh, God, someone's got to stop her. Shut up, Mum, no, no, that was a joke. We don't really, nah. I said, oh, my God, so you've made me, you've made me sound like a, a pick-me girl in the taxi. And not that Kutut could understand what I was saying. And then I got defensive and I was like, oh, I, I wouldn't even be seen in fucking Starbucks anyway. You know that. You're yeah. thinking you want to go to Starbies. I, I don't go to Starbucks. I go to actual cafes. Like only Americans go to Starbucks and you people because you want to get the latest thing you've seen on TikTok. Like I don't even go there. So not only am I at Starbucks getting some fucking weird pink thing with cream on the top and some <laughs> or something and lining up for an hour, but I'm calling it Starbies, like a pick-me girl. Mate, your Balinese uh, trip, it's so different to the way that I pictured it. Like when I was sending you the links of what to do, I, you know, when you're telling me you're going to Starbucks, bloody hell. I'm stuck with children. What did I tell you at the very beginning? I am stuck here with children, mate. I'm fully, I'm having a 13-year-old's holiday in Bali. It sucks. They have daycare? Well, not really. I mean, they're a bit like, uh, you know, or they want to come with me. or And plus, I just like, I don't have a friend here. It's not like I've got Donna here. So I'm just like, I can't really go out. And- I'm just looking at our, at our, you know how I love the data of the podcast, and I think there is a good percentage yeah, of people yeah. that are listening in Indonesia. So if you are in Indonesia and you're a podcast fan, Woo! you can reach out to Michelle, DM her, and maybe you can go out for a big night, you know, girls' night out. Dude, because 
Because I've made friends with some boys who hang out at the front of the local mini mart and they sell all sorts of things. So <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> they just took one look at me and just I don't know. They just had a funny sixth sense about mm. what what to offer, which have made me laugh and laugh. <laughs> a few uh, cookies. Some medication. <laughs> some medication. Yeah, great. Good times. <laughs> yeah, made me laugh. Oh God, they know they know their market. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, have a great time while you're over there, mate. When do you when do you get back to Australia? Not for bloody yonks, if I can help it. Oh, enjoy. Go out to go out to the rice paddies. No, 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 no. No, the paddies. No, the paddies have nothing for me, mate. No. Um. I mean, I get it, but no. Are you going to do some Instagram photos on those giant swings and all that <laughs> kind of stuff? I don't think so. <laughs> no, I, would, I shouldn't think so. No. Um. <laughs> No, look, we just, we, I like to stay close to the pool and, um, yeah, look, that's how I keep it. Because, you know, well, as you know, you, I'm a Queenslander, you're a Queenslander. I, I'm in my bathers from dawn until after dusk and I just keep dipping in and out and, uh, yeah, that's just how I roll. And I, and I nap a lot. I nap. Yeah, that's it, mate. It's very boring. If I have, if I have some, a companion... Then I'll be out of a night time having little drinkies, but otherwise... You start off just having a few wines, yeah. next thing it's 5 a.m. in the morning. So, well, rip in over there. It sounds like you're having an absolutely uh, fantastic time. It is freezing in Australia at the moment. We had our coldest day a few days ago, so enjoy the heat over there. Oh, fuck that. Yes, well, I'm not there. That's amazing. All right, love to all, yep. and we'll chat again. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.